0: And now here's the latest team building podcast.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the team building podcast where you learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. We are super, super excited because we have an amazing guest that we've been working to, uh, to coordinate schedules for quite a while and we finally have them here. Uh, Lance Loken is joining us today. We're going to talk about how to relentlessly focus on one key metric and how he's built a really corporate sales environment for his team and which even allows him to recruit outside of the real estate industry to bring in super high quality talent into his team. So we've got a bunch of stuff to get into. I mentioned that unfortunately Jeff Cohn, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, is not able to join us today. He is uh, on vacation with family and was planning to join us and turns out his uh, internet will not keep up with the requirements of actually doing a live podcast. So sadly, he won't be able to join us, but we're going to have a good time without him. And then he's going to be super, super jealous. And that's, what, that's the plan. So anyway, first of all, Lance, welcome. We really appreciate your time.
0: Thank you very much for this opportunity. Looking forward to it.
1: So let me give, uh, if anybody's been hiding a rock and doesn't know kind of who you are and what your team has done, I'll give people kind of a brief idea. Number one in Texas for KW, number three in the world for last year, both volume and units. Uh, in the world, uh, You know, at least in America, as far as um, teams in general, regardless of company, number eight in size, number 28 in volume. And then Houston specifically, number one residential real estate team, number one best place uh, to work in Houston. You've been named that multiple times, so I know you're very proud of Kind of what you're doing in your local marketplace, because Houston has come uh, a long way. So, kind of share a little bit about your background, how you got there, um, and what what the team is doing, kind of in the Houston
0: market. Sure. Uh, so, most of my career is spent in the retail industry. Uh, a lot of time was spent in the furniture retail business, and then came to Houston about 10 years ago and got into the women's apparel retail uh, piece of the industry. And then 2010, the economy was pretty rough, and about 400 of us lost our job uh, in May of 2010, and had about eight months that my wife kept telling me to um, get a job. (laughs) And so, um, but she said she wasn't leaving Houston, and she said, why don't you get into real estate? And I said, there's no way in the world I'm stooping to that level. And uh, so here we are. (laughs) Um, We started the business in January of 2011, and so... It's been a wild ride and we're we're looking forward to a lot of um, exciting opportunities going forward. Yeah.
1: And what I love about your story is that you come from a a very is is extremely systems dependent. And I feel like probably if you look at your personality, you probably agree that you're probably a systems oriented person because you've obviously taken that with you. But that's not an approach that most people take when they build out a real estate team. Most agents are. Allergic to systems, shall we say, and it doesn't. It's just something that doesn't come very easy. But it seems to come pretty easy for you. Am I right about
0: that? Well, it, it does, and I have an amazing team that um, they're amazing at the systems and processes as well. And, and you you build an organization to complement your deficits, <laughs> you know, and and so they complement extremely well. And um, I'm very proud of them and what they've accomplished
1: really go back to uh the one key metric because that was in, in the in the pre-conversations that we've had that's the thing that really stood out the most to me because as an entrepreneur there's so many different areas that you can focus on especially when you are kind of in the wild wild west of professional services there's there's a lot of different directions you can take as far as how you grow the business and how you serve more clients better clients that the options are they they can be limitless and overwhelming to most people uh, so tell me a little bit about the one key metric that you guys focused on in 2017 and why you chose that one metric Um,
0: In 2017 we focused on uh, What we called crow, which is conversion rate optimization What we had found was we look at our numbers on a daily basis and we we saw that there was a gap from Appointments kept to a, an agreement signed whether it be on the sell side or on the buy side and at that moment, it was running right around 45%. And I looked at that number from a business perspective and said, that number's horrible. We need to get that number a lot higher. So we set a goal of 70%. What's kind of interesting is from what I've read and from what I've understood in the real estate industry, industry standard for that metric is 39%. So if we would have looked at that from a real estate perspective, we'd be patting ourselves on the back and going, hey, great, we're doing better than the industry standard. But looking at it from a business perspective, we looked at how horrible that number was. And as of this morning, we're at 62.3%. So we've made drastic increases on that in the past year and a half. So uh, it's been really awesome.
1: Yeah, and and so there's a couple pieces of that that I want to pull out, which is the first piece of that is – the, when you look at your performance model for how, how the business runs and all the different elements that lead you, like you pick out this one metric, it's really part of the bigger picture of how things go from, uh, you know, cold lead all the way to not just an appointment kept, but the paperwork signed and then a deal closed. I mean, you've got the whole performance model laid out. So why did you feel like that one metric was enough to focus on that would actually pull the business as a whole forward?
0: So the, the the numbers that we looked at, we, we look at specific metrics, appointment set to kept, appointment kept to agreement signed, agreement signed to pending, and then pending to closing. And looking at it, at each of the other metrics, we were succeeding pretty well. We were at an 84% from appointment set to kept, and then we were at that 45% from appointment kept to agreement signed so and then the rest of the numbers they were pretty high as well so we saw that as a gap or as an opportunity to focus on and so as an organization we get together every september and do a planning advance we call it a planning advance because we're always trying to look ahead instead of looking in the rear view mirror Uh, and most people call it planning retreat so anyhow so as an organization we get together and we spend an entire day around that key metric And for the Crow, we made up shirts and everything. We made it a big deal. And then as an organization, we came up with what we call a one, three, five, or the one goal to provide three priorities to achieve that goal, and what are the five strategies for each of those priorities to achieve that one goal. And so we spent, on that particular day, we spent about four and a half hours coming up with those priorities and those strategies to achieve that goal. The thing I love more than anything else is it wasn't Karina and I telling everybody what to do, it was, here's the challenge that we have in front of us, how can we provide a solution in order to achieve that goal? And as an organization, we collectively came up with the priorities and the strategies to achieve it. And then after that occurs, then we ask a group of volunteers that they choose themselves, So we get a group of volunteers of about eight to 10 people that meet on a weekly basis for the remainder of the year to focus on that GPS or the goals, priorities and strategies to achieve that. And so many of us take that 135 or the GPS and come up with it and we're all proud of ourselves and then we put it in the top drawer and go, okay, let's go back to our daily lives. Whereas our organization, we focus on it each week for the entire year. And as the proof, you saw us, we went from 45% up to 62.3% as of this morning. So Fantastic. if you focus on that, it, you get the achievement.
1: Um, so let's talk about just like how how you kind of structured the solution to that, because I think what's interesting about this is that the approach that most people would take, especially people that are, well, let's put it this way, especially leaders that are more um, motivational leadership and emotional leadership style is like they would have to focus and mentally and emotionally lead people to improve that metric. But as soon as their focus and their emotions somewhere else, the metric slips back to where it was. So how do you prevent something like that from happening? Cause I, I know I, I can just like, by the way that you are, I can tell that there was something built, like you're looking for a solution that stands the test of time. So so how did you guys approach that and actually build a solution that would solve the problem permanently and not just
0: temporarily? Well, and so that's where the GPS came into play, The the mm-hmm. priorities and strategies, having a small group. So if you think about this from a big picture standpoint, you have the entire group that gets together, they collaborate, they come up with that solution. And then a piece of that group meets on a weekly basis to make sure that all those priorities and strategies are implemented throughout the year. And they don't try to do everything all at once. They try to pick and choose each of those priorities and strategies to master it throughout that year so that the, the end result is achieved. And so one of the things that was huge for us was skill set. So in our inside sales organization, they do an amazing job of script practicing and role playing on a daily basis. And then you transition to a buyer agent or a listing agent, and you're going on all these appointments, and you're saying the same thing all the time, but is your skill set the same as when you are as an inside sales agent? Because you practiced it every day there, but then you go into outside production, you're not practicing it as and being as committed as you were before. So take that exact same mentality and practice your scripts on a daily basis in the outside world. You know, which is, I mean, it's common sense, right? But we just <laughs> right. weren't focusing on that. And so, by focusing on that, that was just one aspect that was improved.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So, in other words, you developed a uh, a systematic way to build and then reinforce a certain set of skills that needed to be that was kind of on the back burner for a while, right? So, rather than just focusing on and saying like, "Hey, we need to improve this," and then just trying to like lead everyone to improve it, you actually look at, okay, what's the behavior? that's causing the result that we're not liking and how do we change the behavior and how do we change that on, on a permanent basis?
0: Correct. And then that becomes our platform for the next year. So last year our focus was on Crow and it's always going to be our focus from that moment on. And then this year our focus is on a client experience, providing a, providing a wow factor for our clients because we're investing all this money to get the clients in the first place and then We move on to next, right? Because we want that instant gratification. Well, that becomes more of a transactional type of a business. So we wanted to focus on our return on the investment. So you invest all this money into that client. You want them to become your forever client instead of a past client, right? So we call them our forever clients and get there. So you have that platform, and then you just build upon that each year.
1: Love that. Right, well, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, the the system that you're plugging agents into because this is something that's really really interesting to me. Because with the corporate background, you have you have the background in systems, processes, strategies, uh, and you bring that with you into real estate. Now, for the for I guess for most team leaders, even if they do have like a natural aptitude or a background in systems, they find the culture of it because the real estate industry as a whole doesn't really we, we don't attract that into our industry, right? The people that are naturally self-selecting into real estate are usually the anti-systems people, unless they're getting into the, like the transaction management side. So we have a massive problem where we create, we have created the problem by the people that we've attracted into the industry. So you went a completely different direction, right? So from my mm-hmm. understanding, um, as of, as of the last time we talked, most or all of your staff were recruited from outside of the industry. Is that right? Yes. And, and so the tell me a little bit about the, how that works and why that works. Yeah.
0: Sure. So, um, when we first got into this business, I looked at real estate as from such a negative perspective, and you you know associated them as used car salesmen because you know that's just the mentality that most people have is they're second rate salesmen and they couldn't cut it in the corporate America, so they get into real estate. So, the the goal was to totally change that entire mindset and that business model. So. I wanted to be associated with people that were like-minded. And so recruiting from corporate America and bringing them into the real estate industry, we got to talk the same talk. And so when you say you want to build a system for this or a system for that, they're used to that mentality or that mindset. And so we started collaborating, especially early on. You know, We had that mission, vision, and value statements that we had set up that first week before we had ever sold a single, a single transaction, we, we sat there and did our mission, vision, and value statements. And by, by achieving that, we were able to tell our story of what we were going to accomplish. And if you tell somebody that's hitting a ceiling in corporate America, this is what we're going to accomplish. And this is the path that we're going to take. And they can see that and they can see that story. They're more apt to join you versus oh, we're in real estate and we'd like to sell a few houses this year. Well, that doesn't entice anybody, does it? You've yeah. got to have a story behind it and you've got to make sure that it, you've got a path to go down so that they can make that leap of faith. Yeah. So that's how we built it. And so everybody that's joined us, um, except for our first hire, nobody else has had a real estate background. They've all come from corporate America and we've brought them into this industry and created a business.
1: Yeah, and, and to me, there I think there's other team leaders out there who look at that concept as intriguing uh, because there are team leaders that have very systems-based organizations and they do have everything set up so that on a theoretical level, they could take someone that has a corporate sales background and is used to being in a structure and they could plug them into that structure. I think they have two main hurdles, which is number one, building a recruiting system, like a real deal system that attracts people from outside the industry, which we're not used to. Um, and then the second thing... Um, is then the the gap in time between getting them licensed. And what do you do with them? Because you can't just accumulate them like, like player playing cards, right? Like, like, that's what most, uh, like the whole broker model is kind of based on just collecting agents like like trading cards. So how did you overcome those two things?
0: Well, especially early on, we had no money. You know, we were $250,000 in debt. So we're like, we're going to grow this business, but we got no money to build upon. You know, so the the way that we started was um, it was $100 an appointment and it was $100 at closing and we could afford paying, you know, that, you know, so and it motivated people that if they wanted to do five appointments in a week, they were going to get $500 if they wanted to do 10 appointments, then you know they were gonna achieve more. And so that's how it started. And then the next hurdle was, how much do you have to make for the next six months in order for you to get by? The conversation wasn't, how much money do you wanna earn? It was, how much do you have to get by? How much do you need to make in order to pay your expenses? Because we're providing you with a path that you're going to be able to achieve what you want to earn but early on we need your help in order to get there. And that conversation was really cool because their numbers weren't as large as what we anticipated them to be. And it helped us get through that initial period by asking them what they needed. And then now our process is you do all the courses um, before you're hired with us at a minimum. And then within two weeks after we've hired you, you must have your license. And so then we can put you on the phones because for the most part, you know, everybody on our team is licensed. And in order for you to be on the phones, you have to be licensed in, here in Texas. So we want to make sure that we're abiding by that. And so you can join us after you've taken all your courses. So that gives them an incentive as well to do their legwork in order to um, come into this organization. So now they're getting paid $750 a week um, throughout that training period. And they're focused on learning versus focused on what they're gonna um, bring home. And so by focusing on learning, they get to become They get to form those habits. They get to learn to time block. They're memorizing scripts. They're learning to overcome objections. Those four pieces of foundational items that they need to learn so that if they are a permanent inside sales agent or if they transition to a listing agent or a buyer agent, they have those four core foundational items that they can easily um, allocate throughout the business.
1: Love that. And uh, somebody asked me the other day, like whether I'd recommend you know new agents go go at it alone or join a team. Uh, and and thinking of teams like yours, I mean, my answer is always find the right team. If you can find the right team that'll plug you into a support system like that, there's no better way to get into the business. Uh, just from from your perspective as the business owner, the entrepreneur that's running it, uh, are you structuring that as a as a draw? Uh, are you structuring it as a bonus, and then they get their commission once they shut off the salary? How does that work?
0: So they, they, the permanent inside sales organization, they get their base pay you know, throughout the in, in their career. Um, after their training program, then they get um, a commission off of that um, based off of the transactions that they're responsible for. But they've got that first 100 days where they're focused on the learning. And so we provide them with that base. Um, then for the people that transition to an outside role, we keep them on that base and call it a draw from that moment on. And so we get them on that draw so they can focus on learning the outside sales organization. And then once they're achieving a certain level, then we release them and then they're 100 percent commission based. But we want them to always be focused on learning instead of, you know, earning a paycheck. And it's worked out pretty well.
1: So let's briefly touch on uh, on the system's the accountability, especially for the outside staff. So once they've moved into that role, because, I mean, you, your guys' agents are, are ridiculously productive. I mean, as of the last time we had talked, um, your top listing agent closed 156 deals the first year, 200 in the second year. I mean, those are eye-popping numbers, and, and a lot of other team leaders would love to have that kind of rock star listing specialist on their team. So it like you really account for that and, and put the burden on them to be a self-starter. You plug them into a system that ramps them up quickly into doing that, that level of production. Am I right about that?
0: Yeah, right. So we look at people's characteristics right up front, and we're always hiring with the end in mind. So we're looking for people that are aggressive, driven, confident, intelligent, and most importantly, a team player. And if you've got those five characteristics, then we're going to be going after you. Um, You can have those first four characteristics and have an individualistic mindset. You're going to be a great real estate agent. You just won't be awesome in our organization because we are so interdependent upon each other to be successful that you've got to focus on your one thing that you're amazing at and let everybody else do the things that they're amazing at so that together everybody can achieve what they want to. And that's how we built the process.
1: That's really interesting because I can see I can see a lot of team leaders like themselves and their own personal behavior. Uh, and then when they go to interview agents, they're going to connect the most with the other people who are like that because it just manifests itself in all of your decisions and your demeanor and, and the way that you interview. So unfortunately, I think we tend to shoot ourselves in the foot. Because we're high individualistic and then we build a team around us of people who are also <laughs> highly individualistic. Uh, and then we uh, we end up having a team of people who would rather like we we can we may mesh in a lot of other ways. But like you said, if you can't be super interdependent, if you don't like it, if you don't love that feeling of being part of something that's bigger than yourself, you're eventually going to lose those people. Even all other factors considered because they want to go off and do something themselves. And I think that's the cycle that a lot of team leaders get into. So how do you screen for that? What what's the process that you guys run through?
0: Well, I don't look at it from that perspective. I look at it from the perspective of I need to build an organization big enough to encompass their dreams and their aspirations. And my entire goal is never to allow them to hit a ceiling because hmm. people left corporate America because they hit a ceiling, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's the reason you usually leave someplace. So if we can build it so that you get to love what you do, you get to earn a good income, and you get to... Um, enjoy life and enjoy work then this place is the right place for you.
1: Love it. Well, this has been an awesome conversation, um, and there's so much more that we could probably cover. We'll have to have you on, again on the show, and we'd we'll love to, to pair you up with Jeff where you guys can really go back and forth on, on a lot of different things. But uh, we'll have to, uh, to cut things uh, off there, uh, even though there's many, many other things I'd love to talk about. But tell me a little bit about how, um, you know, the areas that you guys serve in Houston. I'm sure you guys serve most of the area, but what, what's the best way to reach out and connect with your team if people have a referral in that area?
0: Um, well, the easiest part is to do leads at lokengroup.com. So L-E-A-D-S at the oken group.com. Um, we do cover all nine counties of the Houston metropolitan area. We have agents that live in all different sectors of Houston, um, the Greater Houston area, the Woodlands, Galveston, you know, Cypress. I mean, the entire gamut. Um, so that's what we focus on. Excellent.
1: Perfect. And anything else uh, Anything else that you are working on, what are you excited about right now?
0: Well, we, well we're excited about helping Keller Williams build an amazing system and process that is going to benefit all the agents. We had the awesome opportunity to be with Gary Keller yesterday and and provide them with feedback of, about what the systems need to look like. And they're embracing it. So it's been absolutely awesome. Um, The other thing is, if people want to learn more about our business and how to run the business for themselves, um, they can go to TLG Shares, uh, the Loken Group. So T for the, L for Loken, G for group, tlgshares.com. Everything's in there. Our listing presentations, buyer presentations, 100-day training program, our hiring process, our scripts. Basically, everything you need is in there and uh, take it and use it as much as you want. And if you want to ever come and visit the Loken Group, we have an event April 26th with Grant Cardone coming to Houston and it's $500 a person and you get to, it, you get to be with him for a day and then you get to be with the Loken Group for a three hour mastermind. So um, hopefully it's a lot of value for the $500. So. Yeah, that's incredible.
1: So tlgshares.com. com. Yes. That's uh, that's fantastic. Very cool. All right. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, uh, with the technology, the KW is rolling out. It sounds like that's their, their big focus. And so they're, they're working with you guys to help build it, that it works for, for other teams and other agents around the country. So it'd be very, very interesting. We'll keep a close eye on that, but Guys, I just want to thank everybody for for watching. Those of us uh, that are watching and, and with us live, we really appreciate it. Make sure on the uh, on the podcast itself, uh, go over to um, EliteRealEstateSystems.com. dot com. You can also go specifically either to the podcast or you can go to iTunes and Stitcher and sub, uh, subscribe there if you want to, uh, to get the latest episodes on your mobile device. Um, and then you can also in.com trainings that Jeff's team opens up from his 50,000 square foot office in Omaha. So you can be able, kind of plug in to the regular agent training that Jeff makes available to all of his agents. It's very inexpensive. It's $17 a month. So it's uh, less than my weekly Starbucks bill uh, for anyone that knows me. Uh, and so it's very, very inexpensive if you're an agent and want to plug into one of the top teams in the country. So uh, that is all I've got, Lance. We really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for doing this with
0: us. My pleasure. Have a great day. <laughs>